Happy Thursday. Hello, everybody. Good to see But hello, everybody. Yeah, good to see you. Welcome to the JB Font channel. I am your host, James Fontleroy. So good to see all of you here on this beautiful Thursday. Today is April 13th, 2023. My name is James, and you are in my boudoir. Yes, absolutely. Also, just to let you guys know the JP Font channel is available on all major podcast platforms. So you go ahead and subscribe to me there. I'm also part of the Revolutionary Blackout Network. So if you guys would like to, you guys can subscribe there. You guys can catch me on the JB show on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern, as well as on RBN Live on Tuesdays at 4 and the Savvy and JB show on Thursdays at 6. And you can catch my regular stream that is every single Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, just to let you guys know, if you guys would like to also get email notifications, you guys can go to my Substack at jbfont.substack.com. You guys can get all the email notifications from there to let you guys know when I'll be going live so that you guys don't have to depend on YouTube for every notification. But if you guys still just want to depend on YouTube for that, go ahead, please click the notification bell and go for all streams or all notifications as well. So you guys can get notified of whenever I go live, because sometimes I may do a surprise stream that week. You never know. And I'll and I'll let you guys know beforehand. But on top of all that, thank you so much to all the patrons on Patreon and Coffee and as well as members. Yes, I do have memberships. So thank you so much to everybody for your contributions. Without you guys, I would not be able to do this. So thank you to all of you and the people are also scrolling down on the bottom of the screen all right now did i forget anything we'll get into that after i say hello to everybody we're going to get into that just really quick and just to say my hellos to all the beautiful people that's in the chat we have willingly nomadic coming in saying very much looking forward to this stream thank you willingly nomadic i appreciate it it means a lot actually when people say things like that because you know it's like you guys are willing to hear what i have to say so thank you thank you so much all right we got cbc voter coming in saying happy thursday at jb thank you so very much Good to see you all in accounted for. My bestie, my bestie sweary fairy coming in saying, beautiful family, hello, love and hugs for all. Ah, yes, better than better than housing and Medicare for all is love and hugs for all. <laughs> or we can have both, right? Terry Connolly coming in saying, good afternoon, fam. Good to see you, Terry Connolly, up and accounted for. Good to see you. We have Bryce Smith coming in, coming saying, sup, JB. Good to see you, Bryce. All right. Who else we got up in here? We got Wadi coming in saying, hey, everybody. Good to see you, Wadi. Up and accounted for. I appreciate all of you. Creative Experiments is in the house saying scam pitalism. Ah, thank you so very much. And with the fancy words coming in, thank you so very much to you as well. Creative Experiments just checking in. On our Rockfin side, no comments yet, but we will get to people there in a little bit. Also, we have joining us right now, we have, oh, sorry, I'm working with what I got, bestie. <laughs> Thank you so much, Square Fairy. We have Extra Booyah, Uncle Warren coming in saying, hey, y'all, Uncle Warren 2024, he's coming in and he's coming in hot. All right, so make sure 
to take a look at Uncle Warren. He's also on the Indian News Network. Indian News Network is a great channel that you guys need to be subscribed to. They also cover some very deep topics, which I deeply appreciate. So go ahead and go over there and check out their channel too as well. Extra Boya. You're so extra. <laughs> All right. So just to let you guys know what we're going to be getting into today. So this was something that came across and I was just like, man, I want to do a show on this and I don't want to wait until next week to do it. So I was just like, JB, do it. So coming in, we have this subject for today. We have customer service under capitalism. So this is something that I am kind of privy to because I used to be in customer service. I was in retail and customer service and in food service, which also had to deal with customers. So I have a little bit of experience in this. And so this is an issue that I actually kind of want to tackle. And a shout out to Roger Meadows because um, Roger Meadows actually was like, this is a very interesting subject. And I'm like, mm, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. This is very interesting. And I have a couple tie-ins to go here that I wanted to go to. But uh, I just want to talk about this a little bit, too. So shout out to you, Roger Meadows, also about this story. And just to let you guys know, we have Corona Ursa coming in saying hello. Good to see you, Corona Ursa. We have VS Adams saying, hey, JB and everyone. Yep, X coming in hot saying customer service feels non-existent in most cases. Yep, we're going to talk about that, too. We have Yipper99 coming in saying, I hate working as a customer service. Oof. Oof, yeah. Oof. Look, if, if you guys, customer service, I want you guys to chime in on this all throughout this. And if you're watching this on the rewatch, baby, I want you guys to chime in also in the comments because, look, we got some customer service stories. We got some scurry stories, not scary, scurry. That's what we're going to be getting into right now, as they say in Jersey, right now. That's, you guys didn't know I'm from Jersey, right? Originally. So one things that I'm going to show is I am going to show an article. Hmm. Um, let me go to my list. Let me see. And there's uh, some interesting uh, angles to come at this from, but I wanted to show you guys what is going on. So first off, I want to show this article. And you guys will find this pretty interesting. Share the screen. Share it, JB. Share the screen now. Brought to you by JB Font. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let's and let's enlarge. Oop, that's a little too big. <laughs> All right. So let's go. So this is an article that says when did capitalism kill customer service? This is by Russ Waddle. He says, advocate for stakeholder capitalism and business as a source for good. So you already know 
<laughs> where I stand on this issue. But he makes some great points because as an anti-capitalist, I think he is circling around the issue, but he makes good points. All right, so let's start. He says, Alex Kearns was 20 years old when he decided to take his own life. Prior to graduating high school, he had decided to open an account with Robinhood. Now, just to let you guys know, I actually had an account with Robinhood a few years ago. Um, I since closed it because it's like, look, investing in the stock market, what really does it do for anybody who has $5 in a dream? Like, it, it's not for us. It's really for those people that got a few thousand dollars just to toss and throw around that they're, you know, they can do something with. I don't have money like that. Like, I I got to get to my dialysis treatments. I have to, I have to buy food. I got to pay electric. I don't have money to invest in Robinhood. And don't give me that pull yourself a bite of bootstraps BS because that shit doesn't work. And, this, and, and the thing is that the whole bootstrap narrative was actually a joke. It was actually making fun of people who say that they that they're self-made, that they got there on their own volition, that they actually achieved it on their own, when in fact you didn't achieve it on your own. And the bootstrap narrative really just means it's just like pulling yourself up by your shoelaces to get yourself off the ground. It does not work. It never has worked. We all have had to depend on somebody in order to get a leg up in this system. And the problem is, is that you have more people who give a small number of people a leg up in the system versus the rest of us all giving each other a leg up so that we can all prosper. And so that's pretty much what it is. But anyway, I digress. Let's continue. All right, Alex had about $5,000 saved from grandparents' gift, and his parents thought it would be a good way to teach him about money with limited exposure. <laughs> I wish I had $5,000. I definitely wouldn't have put it in Robinhood. <sighs> what they did know was Robinhood was also approved, uh, had also approved Alex to buy and sell options, a risky financial instrument with the potential for big losses. Last June, Alex noticed Robinhood had frozen his account due to massive negative balance of $730,000. He received an automated email that they needed immediate payment of $170,000 within a few days. Alex searched for customer service phone number, but there was none. He replied to the email, but got a canned response from an artificial intelligence. He sent three emails to their support address online over the next few hours. All they did was have a computer assign him a case number. There was no one there to respond. He thought he blew up his life. He thought he'd screw up beyond repair. Uh, Dan Kearns, Alex's dad, said later that day, Alex took his own life. The family is filing a wrongful death lawsuit against Robin Hood. Is this, a, is this an extreme example of poor customer service? Maybe, but how have many of us related to the frustration of dealing with a company we pay regularly for services? We need help, customer service, technical support, a simple question, or God forbid, the need to cancel the service and discover the company we paid hundreds or even thousands to over the years is nowhere to be found when we need them. 
says, when did the phone company stop using the phone? I've been a direct TV customer service since the early beginnings as a revolutionary content provider in the 1990s. Many did not remember, but they launched the satellite into orbit and beamed television content into space and down to every customer's house for a few hundred dollars up front for the small dish, then about $80 per month for the programming. Just to let y'all know, back in the day, growing up in the 80s and 90s, if you had a satellite dish, hold up. If you had a satellite dish, you 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 had it. You had money. Okay? Let's just be real. Those of you who grew up poor, y'all know. Y'all really want me to put it out there? All right. Peep this. The only time people like me ever had even had cable was around late January, early February, probably around March, when mama got her income taxes. Mama got her income taxes, so she was like, all right, we're going to get cable. Yay! Then that's when we got Nickelodeon and Disney Channel. And we were, we were over the moon. And we had cable for about four or five months. We got to watch cable TV in our own house. Then the guy comes. He puts in the cable box. He screws it in the back of the TV. Right? And then, boom. We there. We got the cable box. You have to click, 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 click. All right. Let's go to channel 33. Right? Because all we had was Fox, NBC, which barely worked with the, with the bunny ears. CBS still kind of didn't work, but still a little bit better. And then ABC was slightly fuzzy. But that was it. Right? I mean, then you you know you get a little bit later, you start to have like the WB and UPN and stuff like that. But that's you know, that's a little bit more towards my middle school and high school years. But anyways, so that was what we had, right? And so for cable, that was what we got. We got it like once a time a year during a small few months, and that was it. So if you're telling me that you had satellite back in the 90s, mm. <laughs> your life was good. Yes, Yipper. Yes. You were living large. I had antennas or basic. Yeah. That And that was only when, you know, the income tax came in with the earned income credit because, you know, she got a couple of, you know, she got a couple thousand dollars because of me and my brother. That was it. And she paid off some bills. She bought some food. We went out to eat a couple times. Uh, and before she ever had a car, you know, paid off a few bills. After she caught a car. And, you know, she paid to, you know, get some repairs on done on the car and stuff like that. But that was it. So, yeah, that's the whole thing about satellite TV. So, and whenever we went over to friends' houses and they had satellite TV, we were like, whoa. We were deeply impressed. But anyway, let's continue. Since the picture quality at the time was outstanding, but their customer service was even better. 
as good as any company I ever, ever dealt with. They had real live people in the U.S. answering their customer support line, 1-800-DIRECT-TV, 24-7, typically at their company HQ in Colorado. Even as they built out their website, you could conduct business online. They still manage the phones for billing questions, technical support, and subscription lineup services. Imagine calling and actually getting a live person. Ain't that amazing? That's until 2015 when AT&T dun, 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 acquired DirecTV. That's when AT&T, under the disguise of broadening service and improving the customer experience, rolled DirecTV into their often glitchy website and removed DirecTV's customer service team. By the way, part of this can be blamed on the Telecommunications Act of 1996, which was signed by William Jefferson Clinton, a.k.a. Bill Clinton. Yes, he signed that because they went through a period that they call, like to call deregulation. So therefore, guess what? Then these companies like AT&T were able to buy up these businesses. Thanks, Bill. Now, they replaced it with AT&T's global foreign network of inexperienced call takers trying to do away with too much with little training. Typically, you only get to talk to someone after a 14-step automated process asks you to enter information using a touchtone keypad, ultimately trying to just wear you down. Then wait 30 to 45 minutes until you maybe get a human with it went, who is difficult to understand and then repeats the same question the machine asked at the beginning of the call. And it's like, it's like press one for, uh, press one for technical support and then you press one. And then they're like, thank you for calling DirecTV with AT&T. This is so-and-so, how may I help you? And it's like, uh, yeah, I'm having problems. Are you calling for technical support? I'm like, yes, that's what I press press one for. But then at the same time, unfortunately, they live in a completely different country. Their accent's very thick, and so you don't understand them, right? And these businesses, they ship their jobs overseas to people, you know, who will work for a lot cheaper. And so guess what? Number one, there is a bit of an accent barrier. Because even though they speak English, we can't understand them. Number two, a lot of people in the, in the United States got unemployed because they wanted to ship those jobs overseas to maximize profit. That's exactly what it's for, to maximize profit, even though that profit will not be seen by us, the consumer, because they kept their prices the same. They didn't, they didn't, on, they didn't push that on to us. And then on top of it, you also cause a whole bunch of people to become unemployed, right? And then on top of that, you're exploiting people in other countries for paying them cheap for paying them cheap for labor. So now you're not only screwing over workers here, you're screwing over workers over there. Hello, Apple. Oh boy. Do this all day. So don't tell <laughs> he says. Don't tell me you're unfamiliar with this experience. Oh, boy, I just explained it. 
AT&T also was really good at not keeping my account straight. I have Wi-Fi, cell phone, email account, and now DirecTV, all accessed through the same web portal. The level of difficulty to some people at my correct account was staggering, often just crashing your site. Six years into the acquisition, AT&T says and figured it out. And now the rumor is they're going to unload it. Shocking. And after it seemed to be going so well, I'm no longer a DirecTV customer. <laughs> None of us are. And I'm looking to unload my AT&T ties wherever possible. But it is through, but it is tough when they are the only option or the best of a couple of bad choices. Now, it says lack of customer service is a feature, not a bug. The fact is, however, AT&T's approach to customer service is, is the norm way too often now, not the exception. Big companies across the spectrum, spectrum have taken this approach. They push customers to the web where they are forced to deal with a chatbot, endlessly searching Google for a solution, or just give up. They hide their phone number or don't even provide one anywhere on their website. And if they do, don't properly staff it to handle the call volume. One of my favorite ironies is when I've been told to hold on for Wi-Fi technical support because my internet service is down and then recorded hold message gives me the website address to visit where I can solve my problem. Really? Why do you think I'm calling? I never wanted to reach through the phone and pour a beer on a machine more. This is not a glitch. It is intentional. It is their business model. Make it easy to buy frictionless selling they call it but make it really really hard to get support and this this is another point that i want to point out because it's funny how when companies when it comes to purchasing something it's easy it's one two three all eyes on me and it's great right all you got to do is just put in your number boom sold but ask for a refund Ask for a refund. It'll be seven to ten business days before your refund goes through. I'm like, y'all got my money in three to five minutes. I want my money back in three to five minutes. But guess what? Seven to ten business days. The moment your money goes into their hands, they don't want to let it go. They're like so tight-fisted. They're like, no. I'm like, it's my money. I want it back. Remember that J.G. Wentworth commercial? It's my money, and I need it now. Yes. Give me back my money. I don't want your service. But they're like, oh, it takes seven to ten business days to give you your money back. It didn't take seven to ten business days for me to pay you. Let's be for real. And this is how corporations work. And they want that seven to ten business days because they want you to cancel that refund. They want you to cancel the cancellation because they want to keep that and hold that money. <laughs> 877 cash now. 877 cash now. They have thousands that help you too. One lump sum of cash they will pay to you. I can sing the whole song. If you get long-term payments and you need cash now, look, I know the I know the song. Jeez, Louise, I watched way too much TV when I was young. Good God, why in the hell y'all watch my show? Oh Lord. 
Anywho, let's get back to the let's get back to the article. <laughs> Just put a few resources online and let the customer figure it out because support is difficult and expensive. Who needs return customers anyway? Most of them are operating as monopolies in new industries with limited or no competition. Why would they try to build loyalty? What are they? What are you going to do? Leave? You don't have another option. Capitalism! Capitalism! And that's the thing, man. And so this is what's going on. Capitalism. And this LinkedIn article is in my description. And this is what is going on, right? You try to deal with these companies when it comes to customer service. And customer service has went down the tubes. The only people that actually have good customer service are the wealthy. Even as YouTube creators, we don't have great customer service with YouTube. Why? I'll tell you why. Because guess what? The big creators, the ones that have millions of subscribers, by the way, make sure to subscribe. But people who have millions of subscribers, they have a personal representative at YouTube. So when they have uh, some type of grievance that they need to place with YouTube or something they need to fix, all they got to do is bring, hey, I have this issue with YouTube. Can you guys tell them this grievance that I have so that they can fix it so that my channel won't go under? Sure thing, Mr. Person with a million subs. I got you. Click. Guess what? It's resolved and one, two, three, all eyes on me. And guess what? They don't have that issue anymore. But those of us that have mm, small channels, right? Guess what we have to do? We have to type it in and be like, okay, I need you guys to fix this. Please, pretty, please, 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 please. Guess what? They'll be like, oh, we'll get to you in a few days. A few days later, maybe something happens. Maybe something doesn't. But it's all automated and they about you. So guess what? Even those of us who are smaller channels, who are content creators, have to deal with customer service. You can tell that I'm feeling some kind of way. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what some of it is about. And I also have. I also have another video. I have a video to show. But let me get to the chat because you guys, you guys are chatty. Boy, you guys are chatting. All right, so I'm going to start off here. Creative Experiment says, I learned that after three calls to a live person, maybe one per day, then they respond to your request. <laughs> Quantum Alchemist says, quote, I will never smoke this strain. My granddad died in Vietnam. How can you associate the Wii strain with it? Uh, I'm not sure what that's about, but good to see it. Uh, Yepex says, I'm old enough to remember turning the knob that only had a few numbers on it and manually changing the TV channel. Remember when your parents used to ask you to come in to change the channel, even though you were busy coloring your coloring book? Come change the channel for me. Yeah. Before they had the remote control. Interesting. <laughs> 
Tori Ferry says, I just wondered because I found out about them. I'm trying to get the advice. Oh, you're talking about something else. Okay. Uh, Rick Soli says, three channels and a bunch of Mexican channels. I lived on the border where the antenna, we get channels from other side growing up. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, thanks, Jenna. Thank you so much. I adore you guys, too. Trey Ferry says, I effing hate Comcast, but they're the only internet service provider in my area. Yep. <laughs> oh, geez. The Quantum Alchemist says, yeah, it's getting worse and worse, too. Even more monopolies in even more areas. And you either only have one alternative that is usually even worse, LOL, or no alternative at all. Uh, Rich Lee says, we actually had Prime Star before that, but got bought out by DirecTV, and they had even better service than DirecTV. That sounds familiar. Prime Star. That sounds so familiar. Did you guys know that I actually got into a, you know, multi-level marketing where you have to buy into something and then you have to sell it to your neighbors and then they get under you it's basically a pyramid scheme anyways there was this one i think it was called acn and my friends were trying to get into it and it was telephone service but it was multi-level marketing telephone service and they were like Oh, we're even going to get into water, water service. So they were talking about, you know, residual income. You get paid, you get paid today, you get paid tomorrow today, and you get paid yesterday today. And, and it was this whole thing. And you had to you had to put in 500 bucks. I had $250 that I gave so far, and I was going to do the other 500 And the thing is that I didn't have it. I was broke. And then the lady shamed me into not being a man of my word because I didn't give her the entire $500 in order to start my thing with this multi-level marketing thing. And this was all due to deregulation because they kept talking about how it's such a good thing. We don't have to deal with it because now we have, we're deregulated by the markets now. So we can actually do this. And I almost lost $500 for a multi-level marketing scheme that doesn't do anybody any good. And all the people that I knew that went into it, guess what? They're not in it no more. They're not in it anymore because they weren't making money off of it. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. that's ha- That happened to me. You know, it's funny. Everybody who's in multi-level marketing is always trying to get me. They're always like, oh, my God, you have such a great personality. Oh, you'd be great for this business opportunity that we have. And next thing you know, then you're sitting in a, a, you're sitting in a Panera Bread talking to this person that you think is about to give you an actual job, which you actually have to sign a W-2 and an I-9. And they're like, this is business opportunity. And all you have to do is give me this few dollars, and then we can actually get you a job. Remember Primerica Financial? People who are like, oh, all you got to do is become an insurance salesman. All you got to do is get your insurance license and you can sell through us. Everybody, everybody, 
Look, Mona V, right? Herbalife. I look, I got the I got the stuff to prove it. I used to sell Avon. I even almost got into Mary Kay. I got into all of, they all came look they were all coming after me they were all like oh my god you're so engaging you have such a great personality you'd be great at sales i kind of wish i can just throw holy water on them and say the power of the Christ compels you and cast them away from me but that would be rude and that would be considered assault. So I can't do that. Anyway. Let's say <laughs> I got some stories, man. I got some stories. I got some stories. All right. All right. So let's uh <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which video I want to go to. But the thing is that uh you know what? Let me go to this, let me go to this TikTok video real quick. Because one of the things that these companies do is they do they have horrible customer service, but the question that the that the German asked was so poignant. Where are you going to go? You want cable TV? All right, come to us. But after that, if you leave them, where are you going to go? In my area, we have Spectrum. But if I don't want Spectrum, who am I going to go with? AT&T DirecTV. I can call up Comcast and be like, hey, can I get service here? Oh, well, where are you? What's your zip code? Oh, well, sorry, we can't help you. We don't have service in that area. Hmm. Bye. And then they can go. And then that's it. You're stuck with those two options. You're either stuck with the crappy satellite TV or you're stuck with the crappy in-ground cable TV. And they both have... Basically, you like this. That's how they have you. And so guess what? What what am I what am I to do? Right? So I either have to have one or the other. Even when it comes to internet, I either have to go ATT or Spectrum. I can't have something else. And they're all for profit. Because they do, they go, look, this is a full monopoly, and this is how close they are. They're this close. So they only have maybe one or two companies that have a lockdown on the market. So then guess what? You have no other choice. So they can't say they're a legitimate monopoly per se, but they're this close. They're only one sell-off away from being a monopoly. And this is why you can't have great customer. They don't want great customer service because they don't have to have great customer service because they monopolized everything. This is capitalism. Capitalism always, 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 always leads to monopoly. And this is the thing that people have to get through, their, through to their heads because capitalism is a system that maintains and it needs to in order to grow and it has to grow infinitely on a planet with finite resources so this is what they're going to do is they may be good for a little while but once those shareholders get those dividends and those dividends are high enough then guess what oh we need more growth so one of two things is going to happen actually one of three things is going to happen 
either the price raising the prices, which also going to be a domino effect, which is raising the prices of everything else, but in your life, okay, or they are going to cut costs by cutting workers, right? Or those there was a third one. Good lord, what the hell happened in my head? But the cutting of costs and the raising of prices is what they do ultimately. And the cutting of costs also means cutting of workers and cutting of services and having more crappy service. And so that's how it ultimately happens. And people talk about, oh, well, you know, capitalism breeds innovation. No, capitalism breeds monopolies. Because that's how they have to. Oh, and then the third option is they buy out another company and they absorb more customers and more customer base and more resources. And then they grow that way. So that's the three options that you have in capitalism. So I'm going to show I'm going to share this um, this TikTok video. Because it's really good. And this is a guy I follow on TikTok. He's a comrade. All right, so let's go here. And this is going to give you guys a really good synopsis of how it actually works. Almost all banking and finance is dominated by four companies. Almost every commercial food brand is owned by nine companies. 90% of the media in the U.S. is controlled by six companies. Four companies account for 80% of all U.S. drugstores. All air travel in the U.S. is dominated by four companies. Almost all meat is produced by three companies. Almost all beer worldwide is owned by five companies, with two companies dominating 65% of the U.S. beer market. People like to think that capitalism means competition and small business, but history shows something different. Competition is the enemy of the capitalist. Competition between firms is supposed to bring the cost of commodities to their lowest possible level. That means decreased profit every single year, the more competition there is in a particular industry. But capitalism is a productive system based on profit. In this way, eliminating competition is part and parcel to the inherent dynamics of capitalism. This means needs to manufacture a monopoly, either through branding, uh, eliminating their competition, or simply just merging with other major. So basically, that's how it works. And so where are you going to go? There is no choice. You know, it's funny because now I'm thinking about everybody that talked about, oh, single-payer healthcare is not good because people like choice. But you don't have choice in capitalism because the corporations will buy each other up and then there's only one choice left. There's only one top dog. But in order for it to not look like it's a full monopoly, they'll maybe have an agreement between one or two of them. So then they can say, okay, I won't step on your toes. You won't step on my toes. 
we'll corner the market and we'll all have a big share. And, you know, we don't have to spend that much money when it comes to customer service or infrastructure, blah, 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 blah. So that's how it works. And this is why customer service is doesn't happen anymore. And then this is why we get frustrated with the people who we have to deal with. And from the customer service side, us workers who are in customer service, we get frustrated with the companies that we work for because now you guys are making it harder for us to do our jobs and more frustrating. And then guess what? The customers that come in, they're yelling at us. They're not yelling at y'all because you guys made the decision. I remember working in Sears. Hell, let me show that. He's <laughs> just because everybody's like, you used to work at Sears. Yeah, I, I, I worked at Sears. Um, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. All right, let me see. Uh, that's gonna be way down. You know what? I know how to get to it faster. Faster. All right. Um, okay. But yeah, I used to work for Sears and I was just, I was just, the satisfaction doesn't matter. It's not important. So that's, un, it's quite unfortunate and that's how the way it is. Like, I want you guys to look at this. And this happens so much. And I've seen this. I've seen, I remember one time, it was a couple years ago, my mom and I, we decided to head to um, Burger King, you know, just for lunch. And the line was long and it was back up. And we waited a long time for our food. And we already paid, we, you know, we already, you know, ordered and, you know, we were really hungry. And, you know, the way, it is that it, you can't leave out the line and just say, screw it and go someplace else. You know, it's like the barrier area you know, without messing up your tires, you know, you're basically stuck in line, which is what they want. And so by the time we got there to the lady in the window, because we could have been like, why the hell are you guys taking so long? Y'all taking so long with my order, blah, blah, blah. We and my mom looked at each other and go, ma'am. Are you short staff? She's like, yes, ma'am. We're very short staff. It's me and only one other person in the store in the middle of a lunch rush on a major highway. Major highway, lunch rush, two people in the store. They literally had to close down the lobby and do only drive through because they could not do both. And this lady was like, look, if you know somebody that's looking for work, then, you know, they could apply here. 
because we're short staff. And me and my mother, we felt horrible. And we said, ma'am, you're doing the best you possibly can. Thank you so much for all you're doing. You know, we hope that you, you know, get a better staff. And truth be told, if it were up to me, I would have looked at me and my coworker and been like, you know what? We're closing down the store. If you can't get enough people to work and to have, you know, enough workers in order to operate the store, then we don't, we won't open. And that's why this is so important. Let me, let me share this. Make sure. Yeah. Let me share this really quick because this actually goes into what I was saying. Because there's so many people who are understaffed. Tell me why I'm the only one that showed up today. The only one. I'm not supposed to be in here by myself. I'm the only person who showed up to work today. So guess what? <laughs> if my cashier is not here in the next 10 minutes, I'm closing down this store. I'm not running. By the way, this is a Dollar General. That she works at store. I'm not running this store by myself. Store and cussed out almost every customer who came through here because they were not understanding. I'm the only one in here. I can't stock the shelves, run the register, manage the shift all by my fucking self without people having to use self checkout. And people want to be assholes. Well, you get paid to do that. That's her job. Let her ring you up, bitch. I barely get paid enough to show up. Barely get paid enough for that. Today's my last day. Tell me why I'm the only. Yeah. And so people are complaining now saying, well, where's the customer service? Well, that went out the window. You actually think they're actually going to look out for people? They don't do that. They don't care. That's how it always is, man, with these people. And by these people, I mean the corporate dictators. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. But there is some solutions, right? I mean, short of revolution, I mean, uh, you know, you have building solidarity with workers, different organizations, um, you know, unionizing. There's also promotion of, oh my God, it's raining. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had my squirrel moment. Look, just to be honest with you guys, one side note, it has not rained. We have not had a shower in weeks which is unusual for this time of year we usually already start having showers by late march we start having regular afternoon showers and this is the first one i've seen in a while anyways so one thing that i would love to promote is worker ownership uh and i think if you have a company that's owned by the workers Guess what? Customer service is going to be a lot better because they know what it's like to be 
a customer and they are going to make sure that things are running optimally for the customer. And so, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to make their staff lower just so that they can make more profit in that way when they know that's going to risk losing customers. And so this is also why, you know, pushing for more worker ownership is also a really great thing. And I would love to see some organizations that not only push for unions, but also for more worker ownership as well. Thanks for the tip. Uh, I'm sorry. Thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the super chat, Roger. He says, I tried to get rid of cable TV service and only have internet, but I had to go back because even though I had internet with them, the apps wouldn't work. That's how they do you, man. And then, oh, oh, by the way, Roger, when it comes to some of these people and these in these in these uh cable and satellite TV services. You'll be like, okay, I just want to have internet, right? And it'll be like, oh, well, how much is it for 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 internet by itself? It's like, well, internet by itself is $70. How much is it with internet and TV service? Oh, it's all it's only a hundred dollars. And I'm like, okay. So you're basically saying that the the TV is only 25 bucks. Oh no, the TV, the, the TV is actually $50 and we actually lowered the price of the internet for to, to $50. I'm like, but then if I want internet by itself, you guys, you know, shoot up the price just for internet by itself. So you're now forcing me to have TV. Right. And then it's like, well, all right. <laughs> That's how they do you. It's crazy, man. They the, the way they operate. Thanks for the other uh, super chat. He says, "Prepare for speech." I said on Sab's call in fifteen rock messages. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, I, I mean, it's just, it's a lot, man. And that's one of the things that I. I can't stand about um, these these corporations, man. And that's what it is. That the, the real culprit is the corporate dictators. All right. So thanks for the tip, Roger. He says their name. This will be added to more consumers to the pot. Wait. Oh, sorry. He says, if you want to bring back worker solidarity, you have to deprogram people to get them from thinking of themselves as consumers and thinking of themselves as workers. We are a culture of consumers. We're like, where can I get the better deal? Where's the best sale at? This all started in the 1970s where credit card companies helped lobby to end the ban of women not being able to own credit cards in their name this would add more consumers to the pot now combine that with outsourcing of manufacturing jobs which started in the 80s and exacerbated and then came to its culmination in the 90s the pitch was hey 
we can make it cheaper for you to purchase simply by making it cheaper to manufacture outside the country. You don't want those pesky labor issues demanding more pay for their workers. So getting in the way of you being able to afford something cheaper, right? This is the consumer mentality that leads us to say the rent is too damn high or things are way too expensive and the cost of living is out of reach. Why do we say that rather than the paychecks are too damn low? Why do we fight for bringing costs down rather than paychecks up? It's because we see ourselves as consumers rather than workers. We are more concerned about getting our stuff for cheap and not caring about how it might affect the workers who got you your stuff. Sabrina, you were definitely right. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's talking savvy. You were definitely right when you mentioned Amazon and your friend said it went over their head when mentioning to her about what Amazon is doing to its workers. When she didn't care, it was all about getting her stuff. Just like when I spoke to that woman at T-Mobile about Amazon and she told me she loves herself some Amazon. With all those things focused on how to save and how to budget correctly. It's all designed to get us away from demanding wages and staying permanently above cost of living without demanding anything from the boss. You see, it is this consumer consumption culture that has led us to camp outside of Walmart Thanksgiving Day, midnight into Black Friday, sleeping in the cold. That's true, man. And 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 when um when Apple has a new iPhone. You will have these people literally camped out in the street, even if it's cold outside. They will bring, they will bring tents just for a phone. I'm like, what in God's name? Over a phone, right? Or hell, when, remember when the PS4 came out? People were camped out. PS5 comes out. People are camped out for that. But when it comes to actually fighting for the workers who actually helped build that PS5, mm -mm, nothing. Crickets, right? Because they created us into that culture. Great points, Roger. Hang on. Let me, uh, let me continue. It is the consumer mentality that led to the death of... J.D. Um, Mitai Darmore in 2008. I don't remember that. A Walmart worker in Valley Stream, Long Island, who was stampeded to death when he went to open the doors on midnight Black Friday for those waiting to enter the building. And like the running of the bulls in Spain, when released, they, oh my God, they commenced to stampeding his life out. This part right here is from the Daily News at the time. The Black Friday stampede plunged the Valley Stream outlet into chaos, knocking several employees to the ground and sending others scurrying the top vending machines to avoid the horde. When the madness ended, 34-year-old Jadim, Jadim Maitai Damore was dead and four shoppers including a woman and eight months pregnant were injured he was bum rushed by 200 people said walmart worker jimmy overby 43 
They locked, they, sorry, they took the doors off the hinges. He was trampled and killed in front of me. They took me down too. I didn't know if I was going to live through it. I literally had to fight people off my back. Overby said, end of the article. Now, how many times have you seen this happen in the news throughout the decades? Not, not the part about people getting hurt, but consumers waiting for the doors to open and you see a mob rush through the doors. People fighting, that's mine. No, I grabbed it first. Yo, okay. Just to add some context, some some uh, some validity, not validity, oh gosh, some levity to this. I remember a few years ago, I went to my first Black Friday. Now, by the way, I was in a religious organization where we didn't celebrate Christmas at all, but I had a family that celebrated Christmas, and so I never sat and, you know, I never been to Black Friday shopping before. So I went my first Black Friday to a Walmart. And we were picking out different things from the store that she wanted on her list. I said after that one time, I said, never again. I will never Black Friday shop at a store like that ever again. Because people are literally elbowing people for stuff. It's crazy. It also introduced the snitching culture into the workplace where you have people looking to curry favor with the boss so that they can have the boss focus on co-workers on what co-workers are doing rather than what snitch is doing or not doing like slacking off look over there boss don't look at me or it's easier to show loyalty to your willingness by your willingness to snitch on your co-workers out than actually working hard and if you're black that ish gets exacerbated even more because they don't want you there in the first place they figure you are some affirmative action hire that doesn't deserve to be there in the first place so now you're dealing with no work of solidarity as it breaks down to race. This is why I say tax the rich. I tell my brethren here that we should be specific on which rich we should to tax. If you say tax the industrialists of today, like Musk, Gates, Bezos, that is a harder lift because people feel connection to those companies. Why? Because they offer them something they can use in their lives, which is why I say the tax the rich argument should be for those who represent the majority of the wealthy in this country, which are not those who manufacture things, but those who make money off money, but contribute nothing to tangible to society can use. If you wish to tax the rich, you tax derivatives, speculation, stock transfers, stock buybacks, capital gains, carried interest, and high frequency trading. You never hear anyone professing their love for those guys like the venture capitalists i got you when it comes to bezos musk and gates our rhetoric should be attorney general disillusion aka the revoking of corporate charters aka the corporate death penalty and make it possible for them to issue out cooperative charters in their place in conclusion this is exactly what i mean when i say there could be no worker solidarity until we deprogram our minds 
from the thinking, but we mind instead to think of ourselves as workers. However, what I would argue for instead is to jump right over that and to give them to think of owners rather than workers instead. It is more effective approach, thinking of themselves as owners of companies, land, distribution, and supply chains through cooperative worker and community. Woo, that was a lot. That was a speech. <laughs> Thanks, Roger. So let me go to some of the uh, comments in the chat as well. Uh, Quantum Alchemist says, wow, that's generous. <laughs> Quote, unquote, generous, JB. Guess what I got for did the math, bringing my old mobile company about 20,000 euros revenue per month. My pay was 400 euros plus taxation on top. Yeah. Jenna says, without hanging up, a lot of call centers, you aren't allowed to be the one who terminates the call unless very specific situations. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. Brent Hudgens says, I don't care how bad my service is. I five-star my experience and use text to resolve my issues. Let's try. Yeah. Cobra Commander says, there's a jack-in-the-box that's automated downtown. It gets my order wrong every effing time. And every time I stand there like a Karen waiting for a human to fix this ish. Yep. And it's automated out the woodwork. One more time. All right. <laughs> All right. So we got one more. Let me share. He says, thinking of themselves as owners of company of owners of company, land distribution, and supply chains through cooperative worker and community ownership goes a long way. We do that, then a general national strike would be organic. I want you to think about this. If the reason for outsourcing manufacturing was to make things cheap here, then why in the world am I paying six hundred to twelve hundred dollars for a damn phone? It should be $50. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. If you're making phones cheaper over there, then why am I paying? Like, look, an iPhone costs more than the PS5. Like, what? Like, like Lord, something this size. And, look, a PS5 is retail. I think for the PS5, for the, the one with the 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 disk drive, it's $500. The one without the disk drive, $400. You get iPhones that are $1,200. Why in the world are we doing this? It's because of profit. And guess what? Don't get me started 
on the pay of the people who manufacture the phones, the pay of the people who actually have to sell the phones, and the people who actually work in these co- in these offices. They don't make much either. And then after that, the video game companies, the people who actually help manufacture these consoles, they don't get paid much either. And don't get me started on, look, if we're going to go customer service, let's go customer service. What are also about the video games where you actually have to pay extra for a DLC for a game? So instead of paying $70 for a completed game, you end up paying $120 for the game because you pay $50, bucks, uh, you pay like $50, $60 and DLCs over the course of the game because you had to complete the game after it was fully manufactured. Like, if it's not fully done, then fully create the game. And so guess what? Yeah. Like, yo, Roger, for real. So MoFo's got to take, take out a damn lease. Yes. And the people who buy these iPhones, they're not paying $1,200 outright, they have to go on a payment plan. If you're a T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T, you have to do on a payment plan just to have that phone. It's wild. It's wicked, man. And this is the part of capitalism as well as customer service that, that wears me out. Because the thing is, is that, look, you have to deal with these corporations shafting you left and right every single which away and so i love what you said about roger especially about you know you know pushing you know worker ownership pushing you know to make it so that you know these these corporations have right to first refusal and as well as getting these people who are making money off money these venture capitalists out the getting them out of our of our society Get this out because the thing is that they are not doing anything of benefit to us whatsoever. And then to the Musks and the Bezos and all these other people, then you push them to make it that is worker owned. I would love to see Tesla as worker owned. I would love to see SpaceX. Actually, hell, no, no, no. SpaceX, no. Have that absorb into NASA. Have Amazon completely worker-owned, right? Sites like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, that should be a public utility. And then people will say, well, the customer service and these government bureaucracies aren't that good either. That's because they keep cutting, they keep cutting the, 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 oh my God, they keep cutting Right? It's by death by a thousand cuts. So, yeah, they're not able to pay as many people to do the job. So, guess what? You're going to have a lot of people who are going to be unhappy because they're doing so much work. You go to the DMV, those people aren't unhappy. Yeah, because they are doing more work than what they should be doing. They're getting overworked. And they're not being treated right. So, yeah, of course. But then people go, oh, I don't want my taxes going there. Yeah, the thing is that your taxes will be relatively stay the same if we didn't have a military budget that was so damn sky high that it literally is bigger than the next 10 countries combined. Oh, by the way, um, okay, Quantum Alchemist says, 
it's a bit like the wild what wild west situation and like I said it shows bryce thank you so much Th don't forget to also like the stream and also if you guys haven't subscribed then please make sure to subscribe as well thank you so much for that bryce where he says i noticed best buy is applying two-year contract model to laptop purchase now why wait and oh and by the way the whole um can we talk about the whole protection plan bs i used to they used to have to make oh my god every single thing oh would you like to go with our protection plan blah 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 and you know what you know what hurts the most is i was actually good at pushing the protection plan i was good at it and i hated it i hate it when i worked at sears and i used to have to push their credit cards i remember one time where there was this older black gentleman and you know how you meet people who they want to say no but they can't this was one of those types of gentlemen and my boss my manager was right there so i had to do it and so i asked him if he would like to apply for the credit card and he was like, yeah, I don't think it's the right time for me. I've applied before, blah, blah, blah. That was basically, in so many words, he was trying to say no without being mean. And I had to push because my manager was looking at me. And I pushed, I I, I, I gently nudged again. And he kind of went around basically trying to say no. And I did it again the third time. And he was like, yeah, no. Nah. But he didn't say, yeah, no, nah. he was just like, I, I don't think it's right for me, blah, 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 right? And then my boss comes over and then push, 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 push until the guy acquiesced and said, okay, I'll, 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 I'll apply. And, I'm a, and we had to have him apply for two different cards. He got rejected for both of them. By the way, whenever you apply for a credit card, it also lowers your credit score slightly. And I technically got the credit card applications, which means that it's good for me financially. But it's even better for the company. And my boss looked at me like, look, you, you did it. You got it. And he walked away. And I finished the gentleman's sale. And I said, thanks. Have a nice day. I was dejected. And I looked at one of my coworkers and I said, I got the credit card apps. And I said, but why do I feel so dirty? And my coworker, without missing a beat, he says, you feel dirty because you knew it was wrong. And he basically took advantage of that man not being able to say no. This is why these companies, I just... why especially people in sales if you're in sales i feel you i feel you god i feel you especially if you don't like it i feel you and you're just trying to make money you know to survive but then you have to exploit people in order to survive oh my god god i hate capitalism zero joshua says traumatized people are not that way because they want to be 
LSG, I'm sorry, LSG, SG says, Quantum, I agree. They say the person who invented the modern cell phone himself believes that smartphone technology is not as ahead as people think it is. No, and he, by the way, I also think that they hold things back as well, just so that they can bring up the price because there's better technology that they're, they're probably already like a few years ahead already. It's just they don't want you to know so that they can milk as much money as they possibly can. And then a lot of technology is actually created in public colleges and universities through R&D. And then instead of actually um, instead of actually lowering the price because they got these ideas through these public colleges and universities, they take this, they, you know, they make it proprietary, and then they increase the price on it. Corporate Commander says, uh, PlayStation is doubling down on that Xbox One, the third console war already. PlayStation going to do a bunch of live service games, going to bankrupt them over the next decade. It'd be sad to see because, I mean, I you know I like PlayStation, but they, they dropped the ball, especially when it comes to customers, especially gamers. Vaughn says a lot of call centers are remote. Uh, what? Oh, remote work from home, where tra any training is unpaid. So they, so the main way to improve is to work for free, greatly reducing your hourly rate, hourly wage by, wage rage, hourly wage, by training yourself when not working. It sucks. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. Zombie in the air says, yeah, they train people to push that stuff hard. I always find it super awkward. Yeah. And I always, like, secretly, like, if they say no once, I'm like, okay, all right. And I'll keep pushing. But if the manager's around, I have to push more. Because they have, you know, because I don't want them to think, oh, well, I'm not doing my job. It's like, if somebody says no... They don't want it, and it's like, well, you gotta make you gotta make the case to them that is better. I'm like, but the thing is, is like, I'll make the case already, and if they say no, that's based on the form informed decision. They already don't want it. So, gosh, this is one of the things I hate about being in sales. Yipper ninety nine says uh, the going green thing they push, not having a charger with the phone, it creates more waste. We brought. A small item from Amazon and it comes in a big box. Oh yeah, I've had that where it's a small item it comes in a large box than what it should. Zombie in the air says my dad was like that. Couldn't say no. He got talked into playing all kinds of lotteries and was pressured into regular chats with local Joe's witnesses. <laughs> I used to be a journalist. I was one for almost twenty years. Uh, look, it, it, if you're encountering them and if you don't want to speak, just say I am not interested at all, and please just do not return. Just put me on your list of do not return. And most of the time, they're pretty friendly and don't respect that. But you know, people are people and people are different. You know, so. But yeah, I was one for almost 20 years. So I, 
I I left uh, about five years ago. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was one of those guys that knocked on your door. Roger Meadows says, so we're all in agreement that from this day forward, we say 90% of our rhetoric should be make paychecks permanently above cost of living and 10% prices too damn high. Oh, <laughs> look, you, you preach to the choir, Roger. Brother, come on now. Per paychecks, yes, paychecks need to be permanently above the cost of living. Absolutely. We need not just a living wage, but a thriving wage. Absolutely, man. Look, look. I will go. Look, I will go the Cuba and China route. Your rent or mortgage should not be more than ten percent of your monthly wages. Ten percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have somebody who is uh, who is very versed on China next week, and I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask them about that. So, somebody who's very versed on China, I can't wait. It's gonna be good. But yeah, I I, I can't say too much now. But yeah, uh, and she says nowadays instead of seeming rude, I tell the truth that my credit history is not good, and that ends the conversation. They taught us that uh, we'll go. Oh, you never know. You could just try. That's what they tell us to, tell, to say. They taught us to say that. Get around it. This damn internet. Dear God. Okay. I'm not saying. Oh, my God. My internet's going in and out while I'm live on stream. See, this, this is where we need municipal broadband. Oh my God! Revolution, please come soon, dear God. Anyway, thanks for sticking around, everybody. Roger Meadows says, "What Cuba has that? Yeah, yeah. Mm -mm. They, they look. This is why they virtually have no homelessness in Cuba." Okay, Gregorius. Uh, I'm not saying who is going to be on next week, uh, but if that's for me to know and for y'all to find out. But let me tell you, shout out to Danny Haifong. Brilliant, brilliant guy. If you guys go to the left lens, his his channel, he gives great uh, analysis on geopolitics. I highly recommend you guys go there. Wardy says, why repair when you can replace it with something that will last half as long, effectively twice as much as over the lifetime? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, your internet is very sketchy. Yeah, it, it's just like it, it shuts off. Like, I don't know. This is the thing. We need better internet. So, yeah. Uh, let me check. Anything else on Rothman? Nope, I think we're done. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to head out because I got the Savvy and JB show a little bit later today at 6 p.m. We got two stories to cover. Uh, we're going to be covering uh, another story um, regarding medical bills. And then we have one about Justin J. Pearson. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting show today. Oh, man. But stay tuned for that on RBN. Uh, and so I can't wait. Um, and then 
on next week on my show on Tuesday, I'll be having on Robert Durden from Political Fight Club on. I haven't talked to him in a while, so I'm going to have him on. He's from the independent, the Indie News Network. So we're going to have a great conversation. I can't wait to talk to him. And so be sure to tune in for the JB show on Sunday for RBN. I'll be covering some news stories on there as well. Also, did you guys like the stream? Make sure to hit the like button as well as turn that subscribe button from red to gray. And, and thank you guys so much for uh your contributions uh either patreon or coffee if you guys want to you guys can actually go to my patreon uh and that is also linked in the description below as well as memberships i do have memberships as well so thank you guys so much for those as it means i'd like to you guys can get email notifications look water your plants water yourselves Drink them if you got them. Forehead kisses to every single one of you. I gotta go because this thing's about to go out. Bye. Take care. See you later. Deuces, Bruce.